Hi. In this conversation we hosted Mr. Randeep Singh Nabba who is the current MLA of Amlo in Punjab. And he's one of those politicians that really makes you wonder ki our system sachi ja itna kharab hai aur uh does it just seem worse than re- it really is? And in this conversation we spoke about things like the role of education and what has to be the retirement age and uh you know about rotational leadership and his personal journey as a sports person as uh someone who never wanted to get into politics but as they say ki parmatma ne jo likha hai wo to karna hi hunda hai and he really got into politics and is serving people so much passionately this conversation gives you a very honest and a very objective view of politics and we hope you enjoy the conversation if there's any feedback any suggestion please let us know in the comments or you can just reach us out on instagram thank you right so thank you so much for being on the jantak show i think you are one of the that persons who is like a link between the younger and the older generation of the politics uh, but first of all thank you so much for your time today it's a pleasure to come on jantak and because i think uh, as you told me that most of your population that watches the show is between the age of 18 to 30 i'm glad to be on the show and um, whatever i've experienced in within my life from younger days to now i'd love to share it with you absolutely sir and we have been looking forward to have you on the podcast because one of the major objectives of this is ki uh, you know how there is a lot of rumors how there is a lot of stigma around politics and we just want to demystify it because as the population hai, they have been going abroad uh, and because of that i think we have uh, you know a lot of our talent is going abroad which is a huge loss to the overall yeah. uh, development of punjab plus a lot of uh, you know youth that could have been into politics we don't have that anymore right so you know we want to demystify ki politics there around jo bhi galla hundiyan jo jo notions hai lokan de we just want to clear that out you know it is uh, it's uh, very precisely said and bade dukh di gall hai ki that uh, our human intellect jada hai ga majority of it is moving to canada yes lately if we would be able to retain ya ki unna nu rakh sakiye the punjab it will be such a benefit uh, for our state and such a huge advantage which we losing out on but uh, yes that is the true fact of punjab today and sade punjabiyan ch kahawat hai je ek aalu laganda sare aalu lagane shuru karnde punjabi mehnati bade hange so jithe aj hindustan ya apna desh khada hai us punjab de kisan di haryana de kisan da bahut bada yogdan hai एंड इकनोमिकली वेर वी स्टैंड या आर्थिक तौर पर जितने पंजाब खड़ा है तो साढ़ा उससे पंजाब के किसान का खून पसीना वह है सो कहना भाव यह है कि पंजाबी हिमती जरूर होंगे सो जो एक कैनेडा चल जाते सारे कैनेडा चलने भजते हैं आई थिंक ए बहुत एविडेंट भी है ओलंपिक्स भी वी सॉ लॉड ऑफ यू नो पीपल हू हैड गॉट इन सम मेडल इवन इन दी हॉकी टीम तो मेजरली हरियाणा पंजाब तो बहुत सारे लोग से पहला भी स्पोर्ट्स पंजाब हैज़ डोमीनेटिड जो तुम देखो पहला जिदन हॉकी का अपन गोल्ड मैडल मिले थे ओलंपिक्स उन्नीस सौ बहत्तर मिले उदों पंजाबी डोमीनेटिड स्पोर्ट एंड नाउ इफ यू सी इवन क्रिकेटिंग वर्ल्ड लॉट ऑफ पंजाबी का पार्टिसिपेटिंग एंड यू नो दे आर ह्यूजली इन्वॉल्व इन इट पंजाबी मेहनती है बट ही हैज़ टू गैट दैट ऑपरचुनिटी इन दैट एवेन्यू टू यू नो राइज विद इन दैट स्पेस सो समा जरूर लगता बट पंजाब यस इज़ अ प्रोस्पेस स्टेट एंड इट नीड्स टू बी एक्सपर्टेड एंड एक्सपर्टेड टू द रीजन वेर यंगर जनरेशन शुड बी इन्वॉल्व फॉर दैट एक्सपर्टेशन सो दैट पंजाब कैन बेनिफिट दी रीप दी हार्वेस्ट फॉर यंगर जनरेशन कमिंग राइट फ्रॉम अ पर्सन हु हैज़ अ वेरी रिच एक्सपीरियंस इन स्पोर्ट्स सो इफ यू कैन टेल ऑल ऑफ बिट ऑफ योर स्पोर्ट्स जर्नी एंड लाइक नो वॉट यू थिंक ऑफ uh the youth right now because they are not too much into sports because as we told ki oh intellect and all the talent is going abroad so first you can tell us a bit about your uh, sports journey and then the second part of the question dekho jithe tak mera apna jeevan da sawal thi under 15 mein i was a, we were state champions for cricket wow so we had people like chetan sharma and gurinder singh who the captain who the working the exercise and customs today 
we had Samir, Samuel Banerjee, we had huge uh, talent at that time. And uh, under 15th, I was, that was my first chance to play cricket. And I got selected in Jalandhar. And I was working with DP Zath uh, under his coaching. Okay. And he was a coach. And I remember playing with Yograj and all the people that were senior, couple there. And they used to bowl to us in those days okay. at the academy in sector 16. So gradually after that, I moved on to swimming. I was a national swimmer. And after swimming, I played inter-varsity football. And then I was, uh, I got into, uh, you know, rallying, which I became the 1991 national champion for automobile racing here. And also, uh, I got into golf. I got selected for the Indian golf team. But uh, then it took a different turn because, uh, you know, my father died young. So I had to look after my ailing father. Then Salona Di, my Seva Kiti. And then my mother got... Rajiv Gandhi ji put him, uh, my mother, she was the founder of Mahila Congress president of the state. Because Punjab di being from my educated background, she was able to muster up that huge support for women. And uh, gradually we had uh, women actively involved in Punjab politics. And uh, then during that tenure, I uh, gradually left out on sports. But yes, I've had the privilege till now. We lost our recent icon, uh, Mr. Milkhasan. Yeah. He was a father figure as well as my golfing buddy uh, till now. But uh, anyway, I still do play golf occasionally. But uh, till the time Milkhasan was alive, and Thigi Meri, sports journey. But yes, Punjab is capable of producing excellent results in the state. We need to have a little, uh, you know, better infrastructure. I don't know, most of the boys were trained at NIS Patiala for hockey. Yes. But the credit somehow, Orissa government since it spent a lot, about 150, lot crores, 150 crores on the investment for them. So they are trying to take the sole credit for the hockey uh, bronze that we yeah. have achieved. But uh, with uh, due respect, I think they have also attributed that amount, which is fair enough. But I think Punjab can still give a lot of potential. We have huge potential and huge players, but they need that opportunity to get out. I think wherever credit is due, it's, they it do deserve given. that. It should be. Given. And I think you must be happy. We barely missed the go, uh, the medal in golf, uh, I think, just today. Yes. Uh, see, Aditi from Bangalore, she, she stood fourth in Olympics. Yeah, but, uh, you know, she, golf, we can never replicate the same shot. So it's a good day and a bad day. And uh, golf, I think people like the world's best players, Jack Nicklaus and Greg Norman, leading the PGA on the last day by nine shots, they have lost that game. So golf is a game which, as I said, you can never replicate that same shot again. So this is part and parcel of life. But Punjabis can they course what dig dig So let's hope for the best in future Punjab does better. You spoke about your transition from the sporting world to the political world. And then there is another transition as well. We'll speak about that. But first, I want to understand when you transition from a world of sports and education, you went to the United States for your master's as well. But then you had to come back, right? So how is this transition? Because when you are into sports, it's very competitive. But compare currently, right? Like there's no legacy that you have to take forward personally, right? But then I'm sure because. Uh, uh, your, your family was like sort of into politics, so did, did you have that thinking, I want to take this legacy forward, am I capable enough? It's an interesting question to see which I have never shared with anyone, but yes, because um, I a channel associated with a lot of younger generation, I would like to share this. I would never, uh, I had no inclination for politics. Wow. And um, because mere, you know, my, my father died young, my father passed away. He was uh, at uh, the right and top level of uh, Indian politics as well as state politics. You have a picture there where Sardar Bhyan Singh was his close associate. And uh, he was instrumental in making him the state president when Rajiv Ji called and asked my father had a paralytic uh, stroke, he couldn't speak, so he raised Biancing's hand that he should be made the party president, since my father was not in good health. So during those uh, times before that, I did my economic honours and, and I moved for my MBA to the US. 
but then I had to drop that and come back because my father was ailing and suffering. And my younger brother went into the army and uh, he had quit the army. So my mother was actively involved in politics. So somebody in the, of the family had to be there to look after. But the irony is that, uh, you know, when I contested my election in 1997, I was a young boy and uh, I detested politics because we never no, got the love. Yeah, I detested politics for the sole reason that I never got love of my parents being in boarding schools in Sanaa. And then coming down, seeing my parents, you know, my father die, and also my mother being actively involved in politics, and seeing them only in pain. So as children, we never took to politics. But the constituents, uh, when they decided to put me in the arena of politics was 1997. And uh, as an independent, I polled about 46,000 votes. There were 13 recounts. I was declared elected for the first eight and then I was defeated and that probably in the countries if you open the uh, ballots and I think that time we had paper ballot, it must be the maximum number of uh, you know uh, votes that were uh, rejected, eight and a half, th plus eight and a half thousand votes were rejected which were torn or double crossed or mm -hmm. you know so that's how I was defeated by 418 votes that's marginally. A very less margin. Yeah, but I was elected eight times as I told you yes. and five times I was defeated and uh, in the uh, as in the recounts and because Badal Saab had formed the government, he has a closed uh, association with Rajandar and that thing. He got him as a minister and uh, so they wanted to favor him. That's why for 24 hours we had this recount going on time after oh. again and that was my first experience and uh, you know, an eye-opener for in politics, where I hadn't even signed because I didn't know Punjabi that time, I was studying in English schools and studying abroad. And I had signed and uh, somebody had signed on my behalf in Punjabi. And I was hoping that my papers would be rejected and my Rola bhi and um, telling my opponent that oh, mere daskat, daskat nahi but nobody objected, they wanted me to fight, probably wanted me to out of, be out of the political arena. And then they, from there on I decided, Maybe this was God's will, my family has served the public and I must do it in the right sense and from then on I have been serving the people. I think a lot of people should see this interview because you know how from a politician we, we don't see them as humans, we see them as instruments of change which they are but wo human touch I think you don't see. So you know how we see our parents, they are supposed to be perfect. So we don't understand that they are humans as well. So similarly, politician who I see that a politician is that has to do everything no matter what. If we department is every department has to be perfect because everyone has various kinds of complaints, right? And I think uh, you know, the, the, the way you spoke, how you detested politics from that place to right now where you are serving the public so passionately, I think that's a huge change and people should see that. Uh, another transition you had from was when you were contesting from Naba, you had won uh, twice from Naba and then you had to come to Amlo, which is your current constituency. So how is that transition like? Because I'm, I'm sure you were very familiar with Naba, but you're not so much familiar with the Amlo. See, um, unfortunately, I have no, I have no, you know, that's about saying that uh, Politicians of this country today are looked down upon. Yes. Practically, it's uh, right also and wrong also. Right for the sole reason that uh, as a politician, the politician doesn't leave the seat till he actually dies. But um, this, um, there's a lapse in our electoral system or in the election commission of India, I'd rather, I'm more appropriately say it. Because I think if they have... Uh, you know, bare minimum qualification, educational qualification, I'm sure those people would have a vision. And also they should have a retirement age for a politician. But um, because, you know, Punjabi So in, that's why the politician of a country is looked down upon. Secondly, the vision isn't there, which uh, the lapse being in the election commission if they make it mandatory that you have to be minimum 10th pass or 12th pass, I'm sure the person would think of the interest of the uh, constituency that he or she is looking after 
rather than pursuing vested interests. And that's why politicians have lost that sheen and the trust of this country because this is such a strong democracy. And today, I personally, the way I look at it as a politician, democracy itself is being used as a, the democracy itself as a tool to you kill that democracy. So it is sad for the country because this is going to act as a deterrent for um, FDI to come in. And such a big population of 131 crores in this country cannot sustain within uh, the financial uh, constraints of our country. It needs foreign direct investment. And because of the sense of in uncertainty and unrest in our uh, country, I see a country going down because of, uh, you know, Western trust being pursued, firstly. Second question that you asked me about the transition from Naba to AMLO. This was something very new to me because I had only 12 days to, uh, you know, show electoral results and uh, I had four Congress rebel candidates standing up against me. And um, I remember the roads because this was represented by reserved category earlier. And it was uh, reserved, and my Naba constituency got reserved now, and uh, Amlo got general category. So I was moved to from Naba to Amlo, and um, no, none of the roads were developed. There were issues regarding sea bridge, which are still pending, which I'm trying to resolve because the you know National Highway Authority had made in Mandi Gubangad a bridge, which destroyed the sea bridge system of that which we are still trying to work it out through under the bridge. There were some issues regarding the bridges and the roads were in the elaborate state and uh, the villages were not developed. So I have taken the onus that since our government has formed for the first time, I'm trying to bring about a lot about changes in my consciency, whether it's the villages, whether it's the cities, because my interest is that tomorrow if I can promote AMLO consciency as a model down 10 years from today, I'm hopeful that Punjab people, other constituents will come and see Gobindgad and Amlo and um, hope that, you know, we can retain the intellect that's going abroad because we'll have to create the avenues and opportunities also for them to stay here. So not only by developing the region, but we'll have to generate that kind of employment also. So let's hope for the best at times to come that if things go well, I'm sure I'll be able to achieve this task in the next 10 12 years. We wish you all the luck. From the from from the person from Randeep that detested politics to this person who is again serving very passionately and has a very clear vision of what he wants to do. How did that transition happen? Like how did you embrace this thinking, okay, now I have to serve the not I have to I want I'll, to serve the public. You know, Naba was my Punjabi Janampumi. Yes. So इंसान अपनी जिंदगी चांदा है कुछ होंडा है परमात्मा ने कुछ और मंजूर होंडा so when I was changed to AMLO I was made to participate and I was elected as a Congress nominee from AMLO I started realizing that maybe God, this is uh, by the grace of God that there's some few pending issues like uh, there was a larger issue of uh, you know 1997 the then Prime Minister Atal Bihari Vajpayee had come and announced a railway over bridge okay. to where Sri Hargobind Maharaj, uh, Sri Guru Hargobind Pachaji, went to the Gurdwara and Guruji Nagri, which was announced by him. Shukbir Badal, Prakash Singh Badal, lot of ministers, lot of senior leaders went and put foundation stones. Okay. But it has it was it hadn't started till now. Till the very recent till 2017, my last election. It was recently inaugurated by Sukhvir Badal, but there was, it was not even passed, the resolution was not even passed in the, Vidan, in the uh, Nagar Nigam of uh, Gobindgarh. Okay. So estimates are still a far of thought. So when we got this approval done, Mamta was the uh, railway, over minister, railway minister that time. And I'm grateful to her that she you know, passed my overbridge. And I remember after that, we made an assessment. This bridge was costing us about 34 crore which the Nagar Council was supposed to pay for it, which the, now the Punjab government is paying. And uh, we are grateful to the government of India that now the railway ministry has started the process. And this bridge is, um, you know, being made um, by nine and a half meters span, which has uh, pedestrian paths on both sides and, you know, download has service lanes. So plus an underpass directly, which will be naturally solar, you know, natural sun sunlight would be yes. applicable within that underpass 
which would not retain water, we would have uh, ha rainwater harvesting wells there with the access for water going out. So I realized that's the time that, you know, maybe God had sent me to do the works which a lot of people had not done. So I reconciled to the fact that Shad Paramatma ne karana. See, and these people have given me love and affection in, you know, 12 days in uh, 2012 without even knowing who I was. They gave me that respect and that, um, you know, love. So it's my duty to serve them with sincerity and dedication so that I can show them results and my results should speak for my working. So that's the time I started realizing that and I became passionate about it. That yes, I owe it to them. Maybe this was a this was a God sent opportunity for me. And God wanted me to complete these work, pending works which were there. You know, so that is the way I realized and that uh, I'm glad that I got this new chance to develop a place which was in a dilapidated state. And I'm I feel uh, feel it as a politician that a lot of people should learn from this and I hope Jantak through your channel that uh, wherever younger generation gets an opportunity to work, work with hard sincerity, hard work and dedication, results, don't expect results overnight but they will pay ultimately. Rabdekar Deir Juru Neer I do really relate with this because uh, I think for both of us, there are opportunities where we could have gone permanently abroad. But then we really want to you know, raise the level of awareness in the current youth. And this is a one you know, medium, one tool that try to have that kind of conversation where I come from. For example, I remember in one podcast we spoke about sustainable fashion, inclusive fashion. We talk to politicians like you, like, you know, the kind of demeanor that you have, but not really talk about politics, but kind of, you know, kind of mindset that you have, right? So this, these are, this is just a medium and uh, I do really want to, you know, take my responsibility towards the community because I have come from a smaller town, which is Malod and now I have the privilege key, you know, I can be in Chandigarh, I can be in Delhi, I can be other countries as well, but since still I have that, you know, passion of taking more responsibility towards the community. So, but jithe opportunity mildi hai, you must give back to society. Apne Hindustan che taat hai. Main, I very sincerely feel, you know, as a politician, एक पॉलिटिशियन दूजे नु नीमा दिखा के कोशिश करते हैं उन्हों नु तुसी नीमा दिखांदे हो बट डाउन द लेन तुसी ये सोचो कि उस तो तोडी ना कोई ना कोई काबिलियत दिख रही है विच तुसी एहसास या रियलाइज नहीं करते तोडी मानसिकता या तोडी सोचनी लोगों दे सामने जाहिर होंगी सो नेवर फोकस ऑन नेगेटिविटी ट्राई एंड फोकस ऑन वर्क एंड यू नो योर गोल वो पुराने जमाने च नहीं कहंदे होंदे हाथी चलदा फिरदा जांदा थीगा राज कराने जो जंदा पकटंडियां हुंदियां थी हाथी अपनी सुंड लटका के सिर मटका के तुरी जांदा कुत्ते भोंगदे सी लोग पत्थर मारदे कि वो बड़ा जानवर थीगा पर ओ असर दी पंदा थी अपने राह ते चलदा जांदा सो दैट इज व्हाट द यंगर जने तोडे माध्यम जरिए आई वुड लाइक टू गिव दिस मैसेज फोकस ऑन योर टारगेट एंड फोकस ऑन योर वर्क रिजल्ट्स विल फॉल इन प्लेस यू नो एंड मेरे एरिया च आई रिमेंबर 2002 च मैं जद इलेक्शन पहली बार जीतेया 90 ਤੇ ਸੀਗਾ ਉਸ ਤੋਂ ਬਾਅਦ ਆਈ ਹੈਵ ਆਲਵੇਜ਼ ਹਰਡ ਕਿ ਪੰਜਾਬ ਚ ਸਾਡੇ ਕੈਂਸਰ ਇੱਕ ਬਟਿੰਡੇ ਤੋਂ ਕੈਂਸਰ ਦੀ ਟ੍ਰੇਨ ਚੱਲਦੀ ਹੈ ਜੀ ਕੈਂਸਰ ਮਾਰ ਕੈਂਸਰ ਸਾਡੀ ਟ੍ਰੇਨ ਮਾਲਵਾ ਬੈਠ ਸਾਰੀ ਕੈਂਸਰ ਨਾਲ ਇਫੈਕਟ ਹੋ ਮੈਂ ਬੜਾ ਸੋਚਦਾ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਸੀਗਾ ਠੀਕ ਹੈ ਸਾਡੇ ਸਪਰੇਅਰਸ ਪੂਰਾ ਕਰਦੇ ਪੰਜਾਬ ਨੇ ਜਿਹੜਾ ਅੰਨਦਾਤਾ ਸਾਡੇ ਦੇਸ਼ ਦਾ ਰਿਹਾ ਜਿੱਥੇ ਉਹਨੇ ਯੋਗਦਾਨ ਪਾਇਆ ਜਿਹੜੀ ਦਾਲ ਆਟਾ ਸਕੀਮ ਅੱਜ ਗਰੀਬਾਂ ਚ ਵੰਡੀ ਜਾ ਰਹੀ ਉਹ ਤਾਂ ਪੰਜਾਬ ਦੇ ਬਹੁਤ ਵੱਡੀ ਦੇਣ ਰਹੀ ਹੈ ਲੇਕਿਨ ਉਹਦਾ ਨੁਕਸਾਨ ਵੀ ਹੋਇਆ ਸਾਡੀ ਧਰਤੀ ਨੂੰ ਪਰ ਉਹਦੇ ਨਾਲ ਜਿਹੜੀ ਸਾਡੀ ਪਿੰਡ ਟੋਬੇ ਸੀਗੇ ਜਾਂ ਪਿੰਡ ਦੀ ਸਾਡੀਆਂ ਲਾਲ ਡੋਰੀਆਂ ਸੀਗੀਆਂ ਉਹ 1954 ਚ ਹੋਈਆਂ ਸੀਗੀਆਂ 1954 ਤੋਂ ਲੈ ਕੇ ਹੁਣ ਤੱਕ ਉਹ ਆਬਾਦੀਆਂ ਜਿਹੜੀਆਂ ਹੈਗੀਆਂ ਪ੍ਰੋਬਬਲੀ ਹਰ ਪਿੰਡ ਦੀ ਜੇ ਉਦੋਂ 50 ਦੀ ਆਬਾਦੀ ਸੀ ਅੱਜ 500 ਦੀ ਹੋ ਗਈ ਹੈ ਹਜ਼ਾਰ ਦੀ ਹੋ ਗਈ ਹੈ 1500 ਉਹ 10 ਗੁਣੇ ਵੱਧ ਗਈਆਂ ਹਨ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਦਾ ਐਂਟਾਇਰ ਪਿੰਡ ਦਾ ਜਿਹੜਾ ਸੀਵਰੇਜ ਹੈ ਉਹ ਟੋਬਿਆਂ ਚ ਜਾਣ ਲੱਗ ਗਿਆ ਸੋ ਤੁਹਾਡਾ ਗਰਾਉਂਡ ਵਾਟਰ ਉਹਦੇ ਨਾਲ ਕੰਟੈਮਿਨੇਟ ਹੋਣਾ ਸ਼ੁਰੂ ਹੋ ਗਿਆ ਉਹੀ ਪਾਣੀ ਇਹ ਲੋਕ ਪੀਂਦੇ ਸੀਗੇ ਸੋ ਆਪਣੇ ਏਰੀਆ ਚ ਮੈਂ ਇੱਕ ਸ਼ੁਰੂਆਤ ਕੀਤੀ ਹੈ ਕਿ ਟੋਬੇ ਬੰਦ ਕਰਕੇ ਆ ਕੋਵਿਡ ਦੇ ਦਰਮਿਆਨ ਮੈਂ ਤਕਰੀਬਨ 15
पार्क बनाते हैं कि ओपन जिम लगाते हैं बिकॉज इफ यू हैव हेल्थ यू हैव वेल्थ जिस शरीरक तौर पर पल कुछ नहीं जिंदगी मैं क्या नुकसानदायक ही है सो मैं समझता इतों भी कुछ ना कुछ सीख मिले सो यू शुड ट्राई एंड अपलाई योर माइंड और ही मैं शुरुआत की थी कि इलेक्शन कमीशन मस्ट हैव अ बेर मिनिमम प्रोग्राम ऑफ सम मिनिमम एजुकेशन क्वालिफिकेशन ताकि राजनीतिक लोगों का भी अक्स और सोच नहीं चंकी हो सके आई थिंक एजुकेशन का ना एक बहुत व्डा रोल है डजेंट मैटर कि तुम कम कॉमर्स की है या टैक्स की है डजेंट मैटर बट जिमें पढ़ाई से अपने एक स्ट्रक्चर होंगे ना कि इन्ने एग्जाम्स है इनू इस तरह अप्रोच करना स्पेसली इन बैचलर्स क्योंकि बहुत थोड़ी ज़्यादा स्पेसीफिक हो जाती है ग्यारहवीं बारहवीं तक इट्स वेरी जनरल और लेट्स ए यू डू अ बी टैक तो बहुत स्पेसीफिक होंगी कि आ जिमें लेट्स ए कोई सब्जैक्ट है सिर्फ स्पेसीफिक कि यू हैव टू अप्रोच इट दिस वे यू हैव टू इंप्लीमेंट इट दिस वे ए पेपर चाहना है ए नहीं आना सो दिस इज स्ट्रक्चर एंड देन यू स्टार्ट थिंकिंग लाइक दिस कि आ मेरा पेपर है इन्नी तरीक में मेरे हिसाब न आया है पढ़ना एंड दिस इज हाउ आई एम लेट्स ए कोडिंग है कुछ भी है तो इट गिवज यू स्ट्रक्चर एंड दैट इज वन वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट थिंग क्योंकि जे थोड़े को स्ट्रक्चर है ना ऑन हाउ टू इंप्लीमेंट थिंग्स तो यू विल ऑल्सो हैव अ विजन कि दिस इज वेयर आई वॉन्ट टू रीच एंड दिस इज वॉट आई हैव राइट नाउ तो हाउ डू आई क्रिएट अ ब्रिज सो आई थिंक दैट इज़ वन ऑफ द वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट थिंग्स कि जो सू एजुकेशन दिदी है बट आई वॉन्ट योर थॉट्स एंड दिस की होर की एडवांटेजेज है ऑफ एनी काइंड ऑफ एजुकेशन इन पॉलिटिक्स मेरा ख्याल यू नो पॉलिटिक्स बेसिकली यू गेट दिस ऑपरचुनिटी टू मेक दैट कॉन्शंसी ग्रो ना हाउ डू यू मेक इट ग्रो इज हाउ डू यू प्लान वर्किंग ऑन दैट कॉन्शंसी सो बींग एजुकेटड इंडिविजुअल तुम देख लेंज आई मैं टू अबाउट हाउ आई स्टार्ट कवरिंग टोबा हाउ आई स्टार्ट डिवेलपिंग कम्यूनिटी हॉल्स एंड कम्यूनिटी सेंटर्स विद इन दैट बिकॉज अज अपन पता मैरिज पैलेस कॉस्ट आर वेरी हाई वेन कोई गरीब अफोर्ड नहीं कर सकते विद इन विलेज टू क्रिएट कम्यूनिटी सेंटर जिते गरीबा के ब्याह शादियाँ सस्तियाँ हो जाए दे कुड बी लीस्ट आउट दे कुड बी यूज फॉर द गुरुद्वारा टू फॉर देयर फंक्शन टू सो यू नो इफ बींग एन एजुकेटेड परसन यू कैन विजुअलाइज एंड विजिट दैट साइट एंड देन प्लान फॉर दैट साइट आई हैव अ प्लान फॉर एवरी विलेज आई हैव नाइनटी सिक्स विलेज इन माई कॉन्स्टिटी अमलो In 96 villages, there's work going on 24/7 through the sarpanches because even some of the sarpanches are illiterate. So you have to sit with them, explain with them, sit with the secretaries and tell them what should be done. When they see that visually that they are doing, and their name is put up on that plate because you know to otherwise if the sarpanches name, MLA's name is just put up at the on a foundation stone. MLAs and MPs always get that priority, okay. you know, okay. and because being the uh, maybe elite or maybe the chosen ones by the conference. But in my area, I made it specific that the uh, departmental, uh, as far as rural development is concerned, their BDPO, their GRS, GRS means because they work with Manrega, okay. and uh, their uh, as well as the secretary who is involved and the sarpanch and the panchayat's name has to be mentioned along with my name. so that they feel privileged that yes we have attributed and contributed to the development of the village so they feel proud of that and it took me time it took me a year to you know get their mindset but i have managed to manipulate it and it has helped in development within my region you so know, you have to have that vision to do that you know this is what education tells you because let's say you are you are in some kind of college okay you understand when you get some kind of award ki people rec- you know there's recognition involved and you feel good about it okay i did something and i got awarded for it and now you because you have a like you went into one of the best schools of india then you went into college then you went to uh, you went to us as well so you could like obviously ek bahut hi diverse set of group hoga in in your schools and in your colleges as well you could understand ki recognition is really really important and that's what you could implement in your constituency ki people who are really working towards it is some kind of development unna no recognition zaruri hai because if they don't get recognized if they don't have that kind of you know dopamine that don't uh, that kind of uh, uh, you know it's not that it's it's you know like saying that if and who they were contributing to development if you it's a source of encouragement if they see their name there they feel encouraged and naturally they feel involved with that project if you don't put their name in 
they don't feel involved in that project. So with that, you output so much more. I mean, like in simple form, Manrega has been going on for donkey years. Manrega, they just pick up, you know, from the berms, they were taking grass, but they were taking the wages. That 100 days that they get. Mm -hmm. But that Manrega now is, I am using the same Manrega, same people are being utilized for development of the village. And I honor them for working in that. So with that, outputs are better. I mean, that's why I feel them. They have to be made to feel a part of that system. Once they feel part of the system, output will automatically follow. Absolutely. So it's not credit. You know, if you're expecting credit, if I keep expecting credit, even God wasn't um, God is not able to make 100% people happy in the world. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I expect development and development should be the agenda for a politician. In this country, where we are lacking the system is in the um, I personally feel that election commission is partially to blame or the parliament is partially to blame. They must bring in a bill because they are ready to listen that, you know, all the um, people who are under criminal, uh, uh, you know, uh, who have criminal cases against them, they should be debarred from elections. I want to go a step further. There should be a retirement age for a politician. Also, there should be a bare minimum educational qualification because the person who has some qualification will only have a vision. Absolutely. Uh, and then the kind of contribution that you have done. So we'll switch off the politics uh, switch for a moment. And then we spoke about the foundation that you have. Uh, and you, you don't really want to get politics into that. But I think a lot of, and this can be, you know, the kind of model you want to create. Even as a person, you can be, a, you can be an inspiration for a lot of people with the kind of social work that you have been doing. So if you can tell us, uh, you know, what kind of social work and what's the foundation about, I think that would be... Uh, that See, I wanted to restrict myself. Benchmark. I wanted to restrict myself for the foundation because, <laughs> you know, today the government of India is sending ED notices and I notices to most of the foundations. So I was I'm not wanting to get in. I ADS. know where it's coming from. But anyway, it's uh, since you mentioned this aspect, yes, I started... Uh, my in memory of my father Gurdashan Singh Foundation which uh, before the Punjab government uh, could you know because uh, we have this ration system for uh, blue card holders Nile card holders and uh, before they could reach there uh, my foundation catered to about uh, 1.5 lakh uh, people within my constituency most of, most of them were who labor class uh, labor class people and we had our numbers, uh, we were able to reach uh, with rations to them. And uh, my aim was that, you know, one, um, so that, um, you know, tomorrow after all their jobs had suffered and a lot of things had gone down with COVID and um, intent was to keep them there. So with that, I reached out to them and um, yes, uh, I, we haven't had a single contribution, but our foundation members themselves we were able to donate about 20 oxygen concentrators and 10 of them in Mandi Gubindagar Hospital and about 10 of them at Amlo Hospital through other help and um, also we were able to reach out to the farmers um, in Delhi. Um, I stayed away, my son went with his, uh, uh, with the foundation members, we gave them, th when the Andolan of the Kisan Andolan had just started. We reached out to them, uh, we gave 3,000 blankets, 3,000 water cases, plus uh, some medicines because that time the outbreak of COVID had just started in form of Dolo, combi flams and all that medical me medical care that was required. And Khalsa Foundation, uh, Khalsa Aid Foundation had just reached there that time. And it was a great uh, knowing that they had reached there. In fact, my son was interviewed there and he said my father didn't want to come because he didn't want to give it a political uh, turn to that because seeing me a lot of other politicians would have turned up so he went uh, trolley to trolley giving them uh, you know blanket because it was in the middle of uh, winter and after that last year we sent a huge number of jackets and again medicines and uh, water uh, you know water bottle cases so yes we are because I feel you know uh, in our lives all of us whether it's you whether it's me whether it's our you know society we work uh, hard so that our kids uh, don't have to go through the same ordeals in our life that we've been through. We try and give them a better and a better life than what we have uh, had. So in, in uh, perception of that, I think um, 
you know we feel that we give it back to the society oh grieb log gandhi sisa sade bachche nu lagange because i firmly believe that that my father was a very honest politician and ona di aaj tak goodwill across party lines has taken me to four electoral wins consecutively and god has been kind and people have always been you know helpful to me and i would like my children also to carry on serving in the same way beside if even better if it's not being in politics but they must give back to the society what they have got or what their parents or their grandparents have got them so that's the ideology i believe in and i hope my children do carry it further it's very much commendable uh, what you have been doing and since you spoke about covid how was the covid experience with you in terms of the mla because uh, we have spoken to other politicians as well and it was a very uh, challenging time because everyone expected the mla or like the the uh, the yes the mla of their constituency to handle everything but since it was really new for you even uh, you know you new, didn't new, know new for everyone in the world of, yes. of course so how did you handle what was your experience uh, you know i got uh, infected twice i'm sorry no. um the first time was in february 20 uh, uh february 2019 20th of february 2019 and i had some nrs would come from abroad we were sitting sitting in the video bdp block uh, block development offices office from 9 o'clock to 11 o'clock at night and a huge gathering because i in talking to each sarpanch as i told you i was trying to educate them how to go about work and with the grs and with the secretary with the department related issue with the villages so when i came back i felt fatigued i felt tired next day i started running mild uh, fever but unfortunately that time testing hadn't started and covid hadn't broken in india but yes my symptoms were the same and um, i had not stop cough for about 20 days and um, i was under medic- medical care by my doctor my gp uh, mr akil bargat and um, by the time covid broke down i was on the last stages of getting better it took me month and a half my wife got infected in fact um, i was coughing my while coughing i had even blood and i had pee coming out through my eyes because my sinuses got blocked and we didn't know how to react because that time covid hadn't broken in india but by the time we got we recovered so me and my wife and uh, then the covid testing had just started then sec because i was always accessible i was trying to be accessible to my people yes. and trying to you know cater to their needs so that the poor people don't suffer seeing my foundation work in my consciency we were able to involve another six seven ngos who were also participating to give help the poor that time so that none of them sleep hungry and um, then second time was august last year 28 when my colleague uh, mr nirmal singh chatrana was suffering from covid we went to the vidhan sabha and i got infected for second time by the evening by the time i reached home i got a call from my vidhan sabha that you had met mr nirmal singh please quarantine yourself um, and uh, idly so i did as uh, i was told but within two days i started developing fever and uh, second time i had a close shave in life because i was in oxygen at home for about 5 6 days and i was scared because i couldn't see my family i didn't want my family to come and either be infected but uh, it was a horrifying experience because you know when you are alone uh, you realize that uh, you you just think about god and you know and as a human nobody wants to die so quickly i want to see my children safely but um, it was a horrifying experience i hope every, i mean we all lost our close and near dear ones in covid but um, yes it was a learning experience and i think well wishes of those poor people have pulled me out from this and uh, when i used to tell them the second time that i got covid it was a joke now a lot of people the doctors too who got second time and uh, now they are talking about it and that time nobody believed me because my antibody was so high okay. they had crossed more than 100 so you know nobody believed me that i had got covid twice by while my doctor second time tested it tonu pehla bhi covid hoya thi i said i really don't know because there was no testing that time so it was a horrifying experience but the experience on its own and god has been kind and how did you manage because you were the leader of your constituency so how did you lead the constituency during this these difficult times i used to go myself okay. and um, as um, who guidelines were put in place so i used to follow the protocols but uh, yes i since i was elected i it was my responsibility that my constituents don't uh, staff and their 
uh, needs or problems need to be adhered to or addressed and that is what we were trying to do it in our best ability. And um, yes, it was a learning experience for the entire world, I think, not only me, but uh, it was a scary experience also. And I think uh, with, the, with their blessings, I managed to pull out of it. So I'm grateful to God and grateful to them. There's a bit of a personal question that I want to ask. Fair enough. I was reading uh, Barack Obama's book. And then in that, he, has, he had written that once you, like, you know, reach a, a bigger platform where you can cater to, you know, uh, more people, where, where you can serve more people, as you reach higher, it gets more lonely. So does this happen? Has this happened to you? You know, uh, I've, uh, my father always used to say, don't do the self-respect. And um, probably that's why I'm not a minister. Um, being a fourth termer and consecutive four wins, well, in life. Uh, but uh, when you're working in this sphere, on this field, you expect it uh, to perform beyond your capacity or capabilities. Because there are huge expectations from you as a politician. And when you have to deliver those, you have to work much harder. And that's the time you feel that their loneliness sets in because you have all these files and workload to deal with. And you have plans for your constituency or more so for the nation when you go at Mr. Barack Obama's stage. And then you have to look at larger interests in the interests of the development of the nation or your constituency. So yes, it does get lonely and your family does get neglected, no doubt. But I think, um, as I earlier told you, this was not the sphere that I was looking forward to, but probably it was God's will that he wanted me to complete a lot of tasks within my life. And I'm grateful that I'm, if I can manage accomplishing those tasks with his uh, hand on my head. And um, I, I feel privileged that, you know, I'm blessed to have such people who have put their faith in me. So, yeah, yeah someone you have done, this is your fourth term as an MLA. Yes. And as I, I think I spoke in the beginning, you are the link between the older and the younger generation. Yes, I worked in the Youth Congress days too, and I worked for the youth too. I was in the Indian Youth Congress, Randeep Surjewal over the head that time. Yeah, but I would give them a word of advice that never lose your focus and never go beyond that focus what you wanting to do in life. Don't expect results overnight. Keep focusing on that work and the direction that you have to work you will finally achieve the good results then. Right. Uh, so now, like this is the last part of the podcast, but I want to understand what is it that you are looking forward to? Like what's it for uh, Mr. Naba? That my, uh, since I belong to a party, uh, my, this is my, four, my, I'm the fourth person, my grandfather, my mother, my father, both have been congressmen and uh, that's for my party high command. To decide and for my state and uh, PCC, state chief minister and PCC president to decide what role they want to give me because I have so far been only able to work within my constituencies whether it was Naba whether it was Amlo and um, if hopefully by God's grace I get another five seven ten years I'll be able to promote Amlo as the model for the state and I hope seeing that model like do get a role in the state where people can replicate that and Punjab will see a transition. That is uh, my main focus what I am doing today because I have constrained myself or restricted myself to within my region since I was not given the responsibility for the state. Yes, as far as uh, work is concerned, I would love to work in the interest of the state where we can do much more and we have more avenues and opportunities for the state to grow. And rightly deserved. So I think, uh, I hope this podcast reaches to more and more people so that like, you know, they look up, they look up, they know a person, there's a person who has done so much development and who rightly deserves a position, uh, you know, where you can cater to more people or where your, your impact can be more than, you know, not only restricted to a constituency. Thank you so much and I do hope so that I get that opportunity since um, if I do, I will always remember you and um, and I would like once once that happens, if it happens, 
uh, once I can do something for my state, I would like to come and ask you to come and interview me again. <laughs> it will be such a pleasure and honor. So that younger generations can see what I said with them. But yes, uh, as a politician, I always feel very strongly. You know, it's like um, you have to control your tongue. And unfortunately, I've been vocal with my sentiments uh, where uh, my leadership may not have taken it nicely. But yes, I've always stood, stood and spoke the path of truth, which I would like to maintain. It is not about getting ministry or not about the, because I think where you stand for what you believe in is what takes you through, saves you through. And I'm a firm believer of that. And um, if that is going to be the right way, because that's what Mahatma Gandhi taught us, then I'm sure um, God will be kind to give me that opportunity. I think that's a, that's a demeanor of a true sports person. What you just yeah, I think sports sports persons are you work as a team and as individuals too. But yes, um, I've always stood on the ground. My conscience is um, you rather than me saying it, you should be able to go and ask my conscience. What I say, I always fulfill. Whether it's out of difficulty or whether it's out, if I've said it, I must fulfill that obligation. And right. that's what politicians should do in a country. Unfortunately, politicians in this country feel. They say something or they do something else, which is unfortunate for politics. That's why people of this country are losing faith in the politician of our country. And we earlier I felt it was a selfless service. Now it seems to be a more a selfish service. So that transition needs to come back because the, the beauty of democracy is being lost in that. Where people have sacrificed their lives to get India where we are today. I think you rightly, even in the uh, earlier part of the interview, you spoke that how democracy is being used to kill democracy. Absolutely. And it has become counterproductive, I think. And uh, I think you rightly said that. Uh, like, you know, how we say, okay, we need to be really forward-looking, but there are a few things that we need to take back, that, that, that we have to go back and live the true essence of democracy. You know, uh, IT has changed the world. Absolutely. You people have seen that. There's a book written by Thomas Friedman, The World is Flat. Okay. So, and I don't know if you're well aware or not, but IT originated from the state of Punjab. Okay. Wow. You know, the first two wireless technologies in the world of IT were in the form of Pancom and Panwire. Both initiated from Mohali, Punjab. Punjab, communication in Punjab. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Okay, wow. And uh, after that, we went into the terrorism period. Okay. And uh, during the terrorism period, a lot of people moved to Bangalore and Silicon Valley, mm -hmm. Bay Area, a lot of Punjabi. If you see the IT companies running in uh, the Silicon Valley, 35% are run by Punjabis, like Sabir Bhati and all. They are from Jalandhar, so hotmail.com guy. So, you know, it's you go to understand Punjab has the strength, has the potential. But you need to exploit that potential and retain that human intellect. And Punjab can, you can change Punjab. The same Punjab where people today, the NRIs don't feel the need to invest back to their, you know, culture. Once they have that faith, a single window system could be bought in to monitor their investments here, where they could get justice. You know, I'm sure the same Punjab can change very quickly. I, I think a lot of credit is taken by the other uh, cities. For example, Sir Rohit Bansal is the co-founder of Snapdeal, one of the companies that used to be really big in India. He's from Malot. He studied at the same school that I did and then went to IIT Delhi. Similarly, Dipinder Goel, the CEO, founder of Zomato, he's from Muxar. Yeah. But then after in the, uh, he was into some IIT, I think IIT Delhi or IIT Bombay. So a lot of credit is taken by IIT Delhi's and IIT Bombay's. Yeah, but they are basically, by and large, mostly are Punjabis, if you <laughs> see them. They, are, they originated from Punjab. Yeah. So we haven't been able to capitalize the potential. You know, in 2002-2007, I remember our chief minister had um, deputed me as the chairman for IIT. Okay. And I had IIT, IIT uh, guy as an MD, Mr. Uh, Kalsi, who is retired now, and he retired at Factory Home. And I remember him, I, you know, uh, remember that time we put an eight, we gave in 18, um, we were bought in 18 companies here into Mohali. 
and Vivek Atri was the director for Chandigarh of uh, information technology. We had him on the podcast. Yeah. We had him. Yeah, yeah, we him. were together. Oh. So we propagated Punjab and, uh, you know, uh, Chandigarh and Panchkula, the Tri-City model. Mm-hmm. And Mr. S.K. Sandhu was also the secretary of uh, information technology. So we, I remember giving a presentation on Asia's economic reforms in uh, Palo Alto at Stanford. And uh, how we want to bring in, and we promoted Punjab as well as the Tri-City region for IT. Because it initiated from, as I told you, uh, IT started, originated from Punjab. Yeah. Both the first two wi- world's wireless technologies. And we were able to create this Chandigarh Rajiv Gandhi Technology Park and IT Park IT at Mohali. Mm. And I remember we flew in Michael Dell here that time for the first time. Wow. So Michael Dell, the Dell computers came into India that time. Satyam wanted 60 acres of land. We didn't have that much of land. We could give only an acre each. Seves Netsmot, which is run by the Manipal. Virsa system, yeah, so many of them, we got all, all these people we moved in here from abroad. <laughs> oh, so, uh, you know, and if you get this kind of, and I remember the kind of job opportunity we created that time, there were about 35,000 jobs we created within the IT sector. Wow. And uh, Rajiv Gandhi Technology Park came into being much later than what Punjab was. So, I think you need capable uh, leader with a vision and uh, who can perform and give them a chance. And I think uh, as a politician, yes, I, I too personally feel that we should also have a retirement age and give a younger generation, a, you know, a head start to head move chance. on. Yeah. Beautifully said. So I think we'll end the podcast with your vision of the Punjab. But if you want to add something to what's your vision for your constituency and for Punjab, uh, and then we'll end the podcast. As I told you earlier, thank you so much again. But uh, it was such a pleasure to be on podcast for you guys and especially for Jantak. And um, I, as a, as a youngster, I've always felt that you must be focused and you must have a vision. With focus and vision, you can achieve anything and everything. And uh, if you remember, Winston Churchill has mentioned in the book, nothing is impossible. So for youngsters, nothing is impossible. Just focus on your target and move on. And I think you will achieve, results will follow. And especially for Punjabis, make sure that you do something back for Punjab. Punjab must progress. It was the number one state of the country. And we need to go back. With your help and assistance overseas too, and in India, we need younger generations to participate much more locally than only overseas. Right, so thank, thank you, you so, so much, much for thank your time. You.